Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the T-Smashing, jaw-cracking kid from the east side of Cleveland, Ohio, Shane Taylor. And you're listening to my Ohio brother, RBV, and that Bullet Club Mark Jargo in the locker room. This is your United States of America. Speak your mind. Cross the line now, say the truth. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2018, and you are tuned into the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by TheGorillaPosition.com and presented by Hameen Media. On today's episode, we're talking some basketball. Yes, basketball. Johnny Bravo, Moolah, your weekly ROH, New Japan Pro Wrestling update, and Callahan versus Edwards. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to tell you this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. You can find the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at Hitting the Marks, Shoot us an email at hittingthemarks at gmail.com. My name is Jargo. I'll be your host for the day. I'm joined, as always, alongside my tag team partner, Huckleberry Number 1, RBV, fellow Duke Blue Devil fan. Rick, welcome back to your show. It's me. It's me. It's that R of the B to the V. Rick Vickery. Hey, what a two glorious days. You know, we had, we had 316 day. Today is St. Patrick's Day. And, of course, man, I have been balls in March Madness. I think I'm going on now uh, somewhere probably around 30 hours worth of basketball. I, I don't even know where to begin here, man. Uh, I, it's just like a blur for me. I, uh, I, I've i watched about uh, two games now. Two games. I see. I, I, I guess I should have warned everyone, you know, uh, you especially, and then everyone kind of over in the Hobby Media Discussion Group, uh, and then all of our partners in the Hobby uh, Media Platform. Man, I, I kind of go into a different world uh especially this first weekend for college basketball it's understandable man i've been there and i've done that too it's just i'm just not that into it this year for one reason or another i think sports in general are just kind of on the back burner since we've started doing the show i i I've, all i watch is grown men in their underwear i don't have time to watch anything else it's you know it's actually it's been a good tournament you know the first day there wasn't a lot of the the lower seeds beating the higher seeds, but we had some great games. You know, that first day there was only really one low seed getting that big win, but yesterday was what a shakeup. Man, I, I I know this much. I know my bracket is already busted. My bracket well, I, is I, I, you know, I think, rude. I, I think the biggest one, you know, the one in what, what'd you tell me? 135? 135. The one in 135. UMBC, uh, you know, the, they make history here. The first 16 seed to ever upset a number one seed. You know, they, and not even just upset, they handed it to 
They hated to Virginia going over 74 to 54. Uh, a huge, huge win. And I, th- I think, uh, you know, my buddy uh, Johnny Two Tops, he was telling me some crazy stat through ESPN where like 34% of the bracket entries had Virginia winning this thing. So, like you said, uh, plenty of brackets were busted yesterday. Man, and this isn't even the one that killed me. It was Wichita State. I had Wichita State going all the way to the Final Four, damn it. Uh, uh, you know, that was a big one where I think they were a four seed. Uh, Marshall gets over on them. Just a couple other big upsets there. You had, you had Buffalo, you know, just going over Arizona, who was one of the, you know, the big names coming here, a favorite in this thing. And Handling. they went over big time, 80, 89-68. And then, you know, the big buzzer beater, that exciting buzzer beater, uh, Loyola Chicago over Miami. That one surprised that me. Second shot, sixty-four, sixty-two. That one surprised me. I mean, as 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 a Duke fan, obviously, I I see Miami at least twice a year. That one surprised me. That one surprised me. Uh, you know, uh, you know, outside of Duke and Carolina, the ACC was not looking all that all that good over the last couple of days. Well, outside you, of Duke good? and Carolina, I don't think the ACC is all that good this year. Well, you had your number one seed going down with Virginia, but I'll tell you who is looking good. Uh, and that is my hometown city of Cincinnati, the University of Cincinnati, and the Xavier Musketeers. Uh, they rolled through their first round. They're get, they're gearing up for you know games on Sunday. They're looking to keep moving. I and I'm that I it's it's still it's still so amazing where these programs have come from from the C that Xavier and UC uh, Cincinnati. You know they're one and two seed, but you know that. But what me and you have going, what we really root for, man, Duke looking great. Uh, cruising through the first round, and then they just laid it on Rhode Island here as recording. That game just ended. They're they're looking good. I mean, they're they're pushing ninety points for these first two games, man. That's that's impressive. I almost wonder if uh, Coach K questioned their testicular fortitude after uh, getting their asses whipped by UNC. I almost wonder if that's what happened. Well, you know, there was a couple letdowns on that stretch. Yeah. Um, do you, did you got you got UNC making it to the final four? Are we going to get uh, Duke and Carolina round four? Well, I, I uh, you know that's like the dream match, and you, I'm sure you are the same way. I, even if I I know otherwise, I just cannot fill out a bracket without having Duke win it. In a way, it lined up. I actually have them meeting in the finals in my bracket. I have. The University of Michigan taking on Duke in the uh, championship game. I've got mm, Michigan okay. taking down UNC and uh, getting rid of them Tar Heel sons of bitches before they uh, finally run into our Blue Devils. So I, I, I think Michigan is a much better team than people give them credit for. Well, I tell you what, they, they're, the teams coming out of the Big Ten are, were looking rusty this weekend because they had that extra layoff. Yep, that because, extra week yeah. off, man. That was a bad idea. That well, was they, a bad they wanted that, idea. They wanted that pub and that press from playing in Madison Square Garden. I, it, it will be interesting to see if they do that, you know, revisit that down the line. I'm, I'm sure they signed a couple year deal. Uh, I, I have a feeling they might be regretting something there. But you know, all it, about recruiting inside of that New York City market, man. That's all that's about. There we go. Well, let's 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 uh, uh, shift gears. Let's talk a little bit of pro wrestling, and let's talk about another bad idea. Oh, is 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 that what the show's about? Let's let's talk about another bad idea. Uh, l- let's say that I have a hunch about something, so I'm going to go on my YouTube channel and I'm going to promote for about three months that I have hard evidence 
that is going to bring down somebody inside of the business only to turn around, release a 21 minute video and 17 minutes in basically say, I ain't got shit. And that is basically what we got out of one Mr. John Bravo. I'm going to say, you know, I. Uh Oh, you froze up on me there for a second. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to need you to lead me through this here. You know, I've read all the reports. I've read the comments, the statements on, you know, on their behalf. I haven't actually watched this thing yet. Okay. Uh, And the reason, the reason I hadn't taken the time to do it, I didn't, you know, for weeks, you know, we've been talking about this, you know, this seems like it's a, a lot of fuss over nothing. Well, here's the thing. I think, I think there's a lot of fuss over nothing. And then I think that there's no fuss over absolutely something. That's pretty much what I got out of watching that video last night. Um, the, the big takeaway here is 17 minutes into the video, John Bravo says, there is still evidence that I am not in possession of. There is still stuff that is being held by the DEA. While I have my speculations, I cannot 110% confirm the case against Roman Reigns or Mark Wahlberg. Everybody else, I can, I can prove it. But I cannot against Roman Reigns and Mark Wahlberg. Now, everybody, and, and those were the two names he was hanging his hat on. Correct? Those were the two names he was hanging his hat on. So, so immediately everybody just goes, "Oh well, fuck this. This is bullshit." Well, but there's there's a lot of other names that were dropped throughout this video, and he says the only two that he cannot prove are Roman Reigns. And Mark Wahlberg, let me uh, read you some of these names. You have Seamus, you have John Cena, you have Jinder Mahal, you have Brock Lesnar. Like, there's some pretty big names on this list. But as soon as he says, I can't prove anything against Roman Reigns, everybody goes, oh, I knew it was bullshit. Well, wait a minute. Let's talk about the other names on this list here. And nobody's doing that. Does he actually link? I know, but he's not actually linking a substance to the name. No, he is not. He is not. Uh, you'll, you'll have to watch it. I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the locker room. Well, you know, I, I, I've done it. Yeah, I have it on the locker room run. You know, everybody out there also, you know, over on the Hominy Media Group, catch us on Mondays in the locker room, Jargo and myself. But, no, I've, I've read through everything. I just haven't physically watched the video. I, I've yeah. read everyone else's take. I've read every assessment of the thing. I, uh, I need to sit down and watch it again. I've only watched it once. Like, it, as soon as it dropped, I was on it. I, I need to watch if it you're, again. If you're not directly linking a substance or what they've actually done wrong with the individual, to me, this, again, is, is nothing. It's a smoke and mirrors game that he's playing. It, it seems to me like he's working the workers at this point. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I've got something. You know, this this is one of my, my, my social media pet peeves, right? When I see, like, bands go on there and it's like, tune in tomorrow at noon. We're going to make a major announcement. And every time I see that, I always comment, I would like to announce that I'm going to make a major announcement. Like, shut the fuck up. Either do it or shut the fuck up. If you don't have the evidence, then you shouldn't have said a goddamn thing, John Bravo. You should have waited until you had the evidence. We're kind of numb to that in professional wrestling because we got that from so many years from Dixie Carter. Yeah, there you know, she had the announcement about the announcement about the announcement. Yeah, I would like to announce that at a future time, I will be making a big announcement. Well, fuck you. Just give me the announcement or shut up. So he basically retracted everything that he has said. That's pretty much where we're at with the John Bravo thing. And once once this other DEA evidence comes into his possession, then we can do this whole song and dance again. That's pretty much where we're at. 
So it's stay tuned again. So uh, it was a lot of hype for nothing. And like you said, you know, there is some interest with those other names, but to me, he's not directly linking anything to those individuals. You know, give us some hard evidence, you know, kind of just playing with the dick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It seems like there's a lot of playing with a dick going on here. A lot of that. Um, speaking of, uh, playing around with bad ideas. Hey, how, oh no, I was going to say we were speaking with playing around with the dick. How about that transition? Yeah. Well, I, if the shoe fits, uh, WWE dropped their pants and moolah is out. So we now have the WrestleMania women's battle Royal. It is no longer the fabulous moolah battle Royal. WWE finally got this one, right? Thanks to a petition from change.org with 10,000 signatures that somebody brought to Snickers attention and Snickers said, huh, uh, this is not acceptable. Either you pull this or we're pulling out. Don't fool yourself here. Fans. We didn't do nothing. Snickers did. I still don't, I still don't think they got it right. You know, they, they did this incredibly cheesy and pathetic twist on it to kind of make it like they were the one stepping to the forefront and leading this charge. And once again, you know, Stephanie's the one that has to be the front of this. And it's just a complete, it's just complete and utter bullshit how they presented it. Hashtag change the name or whatever they had with it. You know, the most ridiculous part is in watching that moolah, like uh, video package that they put together. Stephanie's one of the featured people in the video package. So she's sitting here putting over moolah in this frame and then in the next frame oh i'm so proud of the wwe universe for sticking up and yes change the name that's what's really important here oh fuck you stephanie uh, i was very surprised you know because you know at first of all that maybe they're thinking they could get away there wouldn't be too much backlash there uh because you know they have pushed other things there but just with everything with the hashtag me too movement and everything else going on and big business in hollywood it was kind of you know strange that they would push this thing here, but you would think they would have the sense to pull Stephanie back. You would think. So at you least you know, think. like, well, you know, she wasn't there, and, and you know, I and I don't want to harp on you know too much of what the change, what she'd done there. Yeah, you know, I understand different ears. I mean, but human trafficking is is never acceptable. Yeah, the best part is like, oh well, you guys still celebrate Stone Cold even though he beat up Deborah. Right. It's like, well, dude, I, you cannot compare the two here. Come well, on. I've seen some, like some, just some, just terrible trying to, you know, compare these, compare this with, you know, other circumstances. You know, I've seen, well, no one complains about the Andre. You know, there's been wrestlers that said he was racist. Well, that's someone's opinion. Just because, just because he was protecting his spot in the business and might have been a jerk. Yeah. Doesn't mean, you know, there's a big difference between being a dick and human trafficking. Well, and, you know, it goes back to, too, you know, you. You take great issue with, you know, some of how the warrior chose to live his life. But again, those were personal opinions. It wasn't like he was out persecuting, you know, homosexuals or anything like that. He was just and and you can't make a link. If, if someone in his spot is actually out there saying something outward about it, others might take that too far. But there's a difference from doing that and actually going too far yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to compare the two. Although I have seen of some people that are like, okay, great. We got the moolah thing taken care of now about the ultimate warrior. And it's like, don't push your fucking luck people. Well, you know, I it's, to talk a little positive about what they're doing here with this women's battle Royal, if they're going to move forward, just, you know, just don't call it the women's WrestleMania battle Royal. You know, let's, let's do something. Let's call it the women's wrestling trailblazers battle Royal. And then each year, 
you designate someone from the past, you know, like the Burks. Uh, they don't have to be in-ring talents. They could just be, you know, people that help contribute to the business. Uh, you know, maybe uh, a female promoter or an announcer. Yeah, this year. So, like, this year you have the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Next year you have the Mildred Burke. Next year you have the Alunder Blaze. Next year you have the Wendy Richter. Next year, you, yeah. I mean, Whatever. It's just, Every Whatever. year, every year, I would call it the Women's Wrestling Trailblazer Battle Royal, and then there would be a different trophy for that. You know, that year to highlight someone's you know um, contributions, and then you may, it becomes as unique as the talents that are in each one themselves. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, what are you thinking for this Women's Battle Royal? Number one, is it going to be on the main show? Or is it going to be on the pre-show? I, I think we get both of these on the pre-show, and I'm kind of. I'm interested to see, you know, how this thing is going to play out because, you know, they had to bring in so many former talents to fill out the the women's rumble, and you know now we know at least four of the women. You got your champs, and the challengers are going to be out. You know, are, do we really have enough for twenty in this thing? I mean, because that's going to pretty much eliminate any other. Go ahead, bud. I, I I heard they're using NXT superstars for this as well. They are advertising that NXT women are actually going to be a part of this, which I, I'm very, very torn on how I feel about that. I, I was going to say, just because circumstance, you get a spot at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. So like, See, I, and that's, that's well, and here's the one I really wanted to bring up because I think that it, it's interesting now because it, it's been officially announced on this week's NXT. We can actually talk about it now. Ember Moon is going to take on Shayna Baszler for the NXT women's championship in new Orleans. Now, when they, when I saw this video package, both of those women were advertised for the moolah rumble, which now the women's WrestleMania the women's rumble. rumble. Um, so let's talk about Monday after mania. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but let's talk about somebody like Ember moon. Do you really want her to debut? I mean, she was already in, the women's Royal rumble. Let's right. say she's in this women's WrestleMania battle Royal. Then is there going to be anything when she comes out on Tuesday on SmackDown or Monday on raw as a big debut or does it just ruin it? Well, I think that's essentially what it does. And, you know, and not just her herself, you know, how many others you over? Well, yeah, I mean, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, like there's a laundry list of women down there that you can say that about. Right. But, but, you know, you're right, though, with Moon, I mean, it gets very tricky because you're hoping you're sending your champ up. You want her to make a splash and, you know, really, you know, pick up some steam coming into joining, you know, Raw or SmackDown. And you kind of just pulled the rug out from under by, you know, showing her you know, two times before then Carly and I were uh, talking about that match last night, moon versus Baszler, uh, early prediction. Do, do you think that Baszler takes the title here and moon comes up or do you think it's still Ember's time in NXT? Uh, so, you know, with me, she's a tricky talent. I, I, I think she's one of those great helper hands, but I don't see, I don't think there's a lot of money to be made with her, you know, that great potential of her being a leader of, of either division. Uh, I would move the, the NXT women's championship off of her because to me, you know, the, that division's at a low now with her as a champ. And they present it that way. We know she 
she was a chase, chase, chase. She could never get over the big champ. And it's kind of like, a, you know, the runner up champ. And now she's up against, uh, you know, another competitor that we know there's no way in hell she's going to stand up to in that ring. And I, I just don't see her transitioning to, you know, Raw or SmackDown. And See, I feel like it's t- if, if Ember's going to make it on the main roster, I feel like it's time to call her up. But then I look at the two rosters and I just don't see where she fits in. And that's really the same thing with all the women in NXT right now. I just don't see where they would fit in on the main roster. We, it's like we got more women on the main roster now than we know what to do with. So much so that we had to create a women's battle royal for WrestleMania. I don't think that has anything to do with why they created it. You know, it's, that's just a PC bullshit move that they had. I don't know. I feel like I feel like a big part of that PC bullshit move is, oh, crap, we've got all these women on the roster. We can't leave them all off of WrestleMania. What are we going to do? I know. Let's have a women's battle royal. Yeah, it'll be all about equality. See, we've got one for the men. Now we've got one yeah, for the women, too. And, and I, you know, when when you have when you spread it out like that, you really you know, I have been a, a huge proponent, you know, either here on the Hitting Marks Pro Wrestling podcast or over in the locker room with the Hami Media Group. Yeah, I, I have been over pushing that I would love to see, uh, you know, a real sense of importance built up under the Andre battle Royal, you know, bring some prestige to that. But when you're just mirroring things here, it, it diminishes, you know, that real worth and value uh, of what you have going on. Well, let's move on to something that that's probably not going to suck. At least we hope it's not going to suck. And we have now been told It's not going to suck anymore. And that is the honor club. Thank you. Ring of honor. Supposedly all of the issues have been fixed inside of the honor club. Rick ring of honor fans have been told this before. And I think everybody kind of holds their breath when it comes to, to ring of honor at this point and their technology issues. I really wish there was a show between now and Supercard to like make sure that all the issues are worked out here. But now we've also had ROH announced best in the world is going to happen Friday, June 29th, 2018. Rick, what do you think? Are, are, are you, are you, are you holding out faith that we are going to be able to watch Supercard of honor at the same time as takeover new Orleans without any technical hiccups? I say, you know, we regularly talk about how creative flies and with just their in ring, you know, with what they do in ring, how they've earned our trust. This is a little bit different here because we're talking about, you know, 16 years uh, of technical problems. Yeah. And I, you really have to question, you know, sure. It was a Friday, Friday night and they got swamped. I was, I'm just kind of surprised in this, you know, in this day and age where we have so many of these outlets, these streaming services that you still continue to see these problems pop up for some of these upstarts, but it's even, it's even more hard to believe that you, you figured it out. Cause they came out pretty much within 48 hours and said, Oh no, we got this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we just, we just installed all new servers. We've got all this new bandwidth. Right. Yeah, like it was just like someone forgot to push a button or something like that. You know, like it was yeah. just something, you know, so just like, oh, that was it. I I hope they're right, man, because I'm really looking forward to Supercard of Honor. 
Really looking forward to that show. Uh, hey, you, know, uh, you know how things kind of come full circle on this show, though. You know they've announced they've announced best in the world. Well, let's go back to the top of the show. You know we were talking about uh, UMBC. Uh, you know the biggest upset in college basketball history, maybe one of the greatest upsets in all sports. Uh, best in the world is actually taking taking place at the UMBC uh, Sports Center or Sports Arena. Nice, nice. Well done, Baltimore. Well done. Uh, that's that's also interesting because for those who don't know, Baltimore is Sinclair's headquarters. Oh, going home. So so that I'm sure plays into it a little bit as well. I'm sure there'll be uh, some executives at that show, and I bet you by that show everything runs well, really smooth. I know, but you know, but with with Supercard, I mean that's got to be your home run. Yeah. You, you falter there, and you might not have a lot of people sticking around for best in the world. Yeah, well, the sons of bitches already got our money for a year, so. That's hey, may, hey, you know what? Maybe that is. Yeah, I was talking about maybe you know with all these upstart streaming services, someone would figure it out. Maybe they did figure out. Let's get their money right up front. <laughs> yeah, that, there is that. There is that. There <laughs> is. They that. can't cancel. We already got their hundred twenty dollars. Well, we got all their money now. Now we can buy new servers. Everything's <laughs> yeah, fixed. There we go. There you go. We were we were the guinea pigs. We were the guinea pigs. Uh, so let's uh, let's shift gears uh, inside of uh, ROH. Let's go to their uh, partner in crime, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, you know they have the New Japan Cup ongoing as we speak, and uh, we, we we've had some head scratchers now inside of this tournament, Rick. I don't know how much you've been keeping up with things here, but let's let's uh, kind of pick up from where we left off. Hey, uh, I, I do want to say uh, if you're getting any background noise out there, just to our great listeners, they always stick through with us. They all, you know, they know I am in marketing. I am on site at a location. I am at I Five Bar and Grill in Northern Ohio on beautiful Lake Erie, and we just hit the band started up here. <laughs> so, I, so I don't know if there's gonna be any kickback there, but we'll work through it. I'm sure we got the uh, the best producer in the game with Jago, so we'll be good. Well, if if the band sucks, I'll just edit them out. That's hey, what they we'll actually, hey, they actually, hey, uh, they actually great guys, tremendous guys. Uh, I don't think they listen to the show. I hope they don't. They come cheap for this place, but we usually get complaints about them. <laughs> I don't think they're that. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not really the, I, you have the ear for it. I don't, uh, they do not bother me, but we, I don't know if they're the most popular in the area. Uh, they're <laughs> only going six to nine before the, the main event starts here on St. Patty's Day. Well, let's talk about New Japan Cup. Uh, we, we, we've got a couple of updates here for you. Let's let's finish out the first round first. Um, so we had, uh, let's see, where did we leave off? Actually, we finished the first uh, we round, had, didn't we? No, well, no, we, we got all the way through the first round. Our last update was um, Juice and Elgin. Juice and Elgin was the last update. Okay, so we now have Hiroshi Tanahashi defeats Bad Luck Fale, 15 minutes roughly, via countout. Of all things, the ace. Can't- oh, yes, we, we did talk about that one. Okay, so so we talked about that one. So then let's let's move to the bottom half of the bracket. Kota Ibushi, Zack Saber Jr. If you have not seen this match, you need to go see it. I I very boldly predicted that Zack Saber Jr. was going to go down in a blaze of glory to Kota Ibushi here. And instead, he beat the shit out of him to the point that the referee stopped the match. Zack Sabre Jr. defeats Kota freaking Ibushi. 
what the hell is going on here? I don't understand what we're doing with Zack Sabre hey, Jr. Jr. making a run. I mean, look making at these names. Making a name here. Uh, so then the, the, the other match of the uh, second round, Toro Yano and Sonata, whole lot of nothing here. Sonata just basically pummels poor Toro Yano, defeats him in four minutes and 51 seconds via submission. So then let's, uh, let's move on to the first semifinal, Juice Robinson versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Rick, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's time to open up the word doc, get, get that match of the year list and put together... And you are going to put on that list Juice Robinson versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, seeing Tanahashi's name on that list does not surprise anybody, but Juice Robinson. Hey, you got to talk about the feel-good story of the year, right? Dude, Juice is killing it over there right now. Just killing it. What a match that he had with Hiroshi Tanahashi. This match goes 30 minutes and seven seconds before the ace finally gets the, the, the pin on the juice. But boy, was respect earned between those two men. And that crowd was hot for Juice Robinson by the end well, of that I, match. I'm going to ask you here, you know, because, you know, Juice has been just white hot over there for quite some time now. You know, and they and they give him those teases. You know, they let him have those opportunities. Was this his breakout moment, you think? Is he going to go to that next level? It might have been. I mean, this might have been as big of a breakout moment for Juice Robinson as when he pinned Kenny Omega. That's kind of what started this launch pad of Juice Robinson back in the G1 last year. And now that he, uh, he had this great match with Tanahashi, if Tanahashi wins this thing, which is what I'm figuring – the big uh, speculation is that he is going to turn around and challenge Minoru Suzuki for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship that Suzuki took from Tanahashi. Absolutely, there's a story built in there. But Rick, I'm telling you, I still think the money is Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada. I think that match is going to happen again. There we go, man. It's a hey, that's going to be one to look forward to. All right, so what's uh, what else we got on the run here for today? I, I, I'm all discombobulated. I, I, I've got too many windows open. We're going through some some big show updates. Uh, I think this you know this is one that you know was just we were just waiting for the announcement. Yeah. You know, but Impact has announced that Sammy Callahan. Uh, I guess I was typing that out on the run there, man. I was all over butchering Sammy's name. Uh, it's going to be him and Eddie Edwards in a last man standing. And that's going to happen during WrestleCon at WrestleMania weekend. Nope. 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 This is fake news. This oh, is, it was fake news. This is fake news. Sammy Callahan is not. Yes, I have a Harry Potter ringtone. I'm sorry. I didn't have my phone muted. Fake so, news uh, on it. Fake news on this. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to chalk this one up to get me uh, that I have been. Dude, I. I I've been like I like I told you I've been like in this different world of, of college basketball. Well, see, you, you almost had the story right. Here's the real okay. story that's going down here at WrestleCon. It is going to be Lucha Underground versus Impact Wrestling, and so this challenge was laid out, and Sammy Callahan took to Twitter and he said, "Nope, ain't gonna happen." Sammy Callahan ain't coming and then there's a little bit of a camera flash and he says but jeremiah crane is i was just gonna say right right when you brought up the 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 promotion wars thing that we're gonna have there at wrestlecon 
That was right where my mind went. And so it's, they got the different twist on it. Yep. So it's going to be Jeremiah Crane taking on Eddie Edwards, last man standing. If you have not had the opportunity to see Jeremiah Crane, let me see. How do I explain Jeremiah Crane? Let's take Sammy Callahan and make him evil. That's Jeremiah Crane. As if Sammy Callahan's not an evil enough motherfucker as it is. Now we're going to get the evil personality of Sammy Callahan in Jeremiah Crane. Very much looking forward to this. Eddie will be lucky if a baseball bat is all that gets used on his head in this match. And you know what? This, this really is a brilliant move. You know, you're looking at this tremendous program, and this thing could run for quite some time. You know, you, put, you get some more legs under it. You put this twist in there. Because now yeah. we still can build up to down the road where it's, we actually have Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards. I will have to find you that promo because that promo is masterfully done. And if, if, if people don't understand how one person can play multiple characters and have them feel very, very different, go watch that promo because Sammy Callahan becomes jeremiah crane in that promo and it is freaking fantastic i will find you that promo and and dm it to you uh let's 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 uh talk about some wwe stuff as as the band starts to set up and it starts to get a little bit louder in there nobody cares about the wwe stuff it's not like there's you know a big show coming up or anything. Hey, you know it's one of the biggest party days of the year you know <laughs> So uh, WWE Madison Square Garden last night, we, 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 the entire internet wrestling community went <gasps> at the same time as we saw this story come out that AJ Styles was possibly injured inside of Madison Square Garden last night. He was helped out by uh, a couple of attendants. They threw up the X. Everybody lost their goddamn minds. I know I sent you the story immediately as it happened. You, you sent me the story, and as you know, I, I finally just I had to like shake myself and like get you know get back to what you do, man. You got to get back to wrestling, and you know this story was right there. It's one of the biggest headlines out there. But as I started getting into this, this seems like it could be a work. Oh yeah, this is totally a work. It sounds like uh, after that picture was taken and after the entire internet exploded. Then AJ Styles came back out with a chair and beat the shit out of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. He while while still limping, selling the injury. But yeah, it's it's a complete work. This is just something that was done for MSG. Absolutely, just something done for MSG. And thank God, hey, hey, thank you know, God. Hey, but how good this is, you know, when everyone, you know, it it irritates me to know when oh kayfabe died in ninety blah blah blah. They like they have the exact moment on the tombstone. And this kayfabe the ball, man, blur those lines, work the marks, you know, confuse the hell out of us. Give us a treat. To me, that is, that's the direction that, you know, this business should be going in. But what also kills me is people that generally get upset when they get worked like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was not upset. Like, but I was dare, relieved. How dare they? I was relieved. I will say that because. That's like my worst nightmare come true to have AJ Styles get hurt two weeks before WrestleMania. Oh my God. Well, I had also seen, you know, Rick, Rick, your Skype stream sounds drunk there. (laughs) Your, your, your Skype. Yeah. You're, you're fine. Now it was just, it was like Skype was slurring your words for you. After these messages, we'll be live. 
this is Stevie Richards. I'm here to tell you, you don't necessarily need all this equipment to get in the best shape of your life. All you need is this, a resistance band. I'm so excited to offer the 12-week resistance band training program to you, which features an interactive PDF with full overview videos, modifications, descriptions of all the exercises, scalability, no matter what fitness level or what age you are, the PDF scales the workout to you. Also, after your instant download of the PDF, you get full direct email support right from me, as well as access to a Facebook group with an awesome interactive community. I can't wait to help you take control of your fitness journey. So just put in stevierichardsfitness.com, go to the store, and download the 12-week resistance band training program. I you know I know it's St. Patty's Day, but trust me, guys, I, I am not there yet. <laughs> no, it was it was totally your uh, Skype stream. No, like I was saying, you know, how people are generally upset that they're getting worked with this thing. Uh, that that just cracks me up. But I I I did pop for, was it Kevin Owens that took to Twitter and was teasing that Baron Corbin was going to step in for AJ Styles at WrestleMania? Yeah, Kevin Owens is uh, quite the uh, Twitter troll. It's it's pretty fantastic how much of a Twitter troll he he really can be. Uh, we had Locke, Locke, Locke Bresner. Locke Bresner. He was on this show. <laughs> no, Brock Lesnar defended the Universal Championship. Well, I was going to say, hey, I, I could go with Locke Bresner because... He actually worked more than a minute. Yeah, he went six minutes in a triple threat match. Uh, did you see who the uh, match was against? I assume Kane and Braun. Kane against Kane and Braun. That's been the, uh, kind of the touring match here. That's how yeah, I guess. Kane, Kane takes the fall here. Yep. And then uh, the bar comes out and attacks Braun post match. I would have liked to have seen that. Would have liked to have seen that. Well, well, I guess the way it went down though, you have Brock go over. And he he takes the powder big time. He is out of there. Uh, he exit. You know he's got the exit stage left immediately. The bar attacks. They have the upper hand, but then Braun turns the tables. You know, and, and he's we're getting a, a happy crowd uh, by the end of it. Which you know, reading through there, I was surprised. You know, with the, usually you know that's the send everyone home happy. That was not what closed the night out. No, that's typically the Lesnar match seems to be right before intermission. Like, like Brock's just got to get the hell out of Dodge, you know? So. Right. Uh, then we have a uh, new day working a fatal four way for the raw tag team titles. Rick, does this give me hope that we are going to unify the tag titles? Well, very, very soon. You know, the only reason, you know, I, I knew it was a, they had both brands at the show and they're just trying to, you know, put forth the best possible card they can for, you know, that New York audience. But I had to throw this in here because I know how hard you have been pushing for these guys to just, by any means necessary, please unify this division. This division, the women's division. We, 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 let's just kill the damn brand split, man. I'm done with it. You're, you're running on the Unity platform. Yep, yep. Unity, Unity. That's what we need. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, weird uh, kind of pairings here, we had Nikki Bella returning to action in a mixed tag match with her partner, John Cena. That obviously is not strange. But they took on Elias and Sonya Deville. That seems like a very odd pairing to me. Well, I'm, the reports I'm getting, this was advertised as Bailey. Oh, but like a mixed whatever, match challenge team. Right. This was advertised as to be the mixed match challenge team with Elias and Bailey. Uh, but for whatever reason, 
you know, somewhere backstage, they decided to, uh, to pull the plug on that and, and they went with DeVille. Interesting. That's, that's very interesting. Hmm. Uh, we, we also found out that Ronda Rousey is now being advertised for the June 7th Madison Square Garden event. Uh, Rick, how often does WWE come to the uh, Cincinnati area there? You know, we're Cincinnati is one of those B cities. So we probably get a show, I'm going to say three times a year. Uh, then, you know, also here, Cleveland's like that borderline between an A and a B, like an A minus city. So they're usually going to get three live events in either like a television or a pay-per-view a year. Huh. It just, it just seems like that's a really quick turnaround on, on the garden, doesn't it? To go from, from March 16th to June 7th, it's like a three month turnaround. Seems odd a little bit. Well, I, I wonder too, you kind of look at scheduling with MSG. You know, you're out of the hockey season and the basketball, so there might be some more available dates that can get maybe on the low. That's a good point. That's a good point because we all know the Knicks ain't playing into June. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, NBA finals dates are, are quite open in New York. Yeah, yeah. We ain't, ain't got to worry about that one anytime soon. Ain't got to worry about that anytime hey. soon. You know what? I know he's always listening. So, uh, Big Ray, if you got any issues with that, uh, you're more than welcome to, you know, to come on here on the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast or, or you know where you can find us on Mondays, Ray, if you got any issues with us uh, throwing it down onto your beloved Knicks. Well, and actually, here, let's, let's, let's bury New York a little bit more. WrestleMania 35 has now been confirmed for the Meadowlands again. Seriously, can we get a show outside of fucking New York? My God. Play, well, hey man, it's it's a good destination. You know, and, well, uh, they said they're going to start rotating. Yeah, we're, we're only going to go to New York every three years now. Jesus uh, Christ! Uh, pretty much, I you know they you know they're going to be locked they're going to be locked into uh, New York, like the New York area, some of the Northeast, definitely, and then then uh, New Orleans. And then it, I think they're trying to get like maybe Florida is going to be in that rotation. And then that fourth year will be the, okay, now you can have one in a different location. Such fucking horseshit. Well, well, no, no, because this is what pisses me off. I'm kind of okay with This is what pisses me off is, you know, we've got this nice new stadium up in Minneapolis, right? And the big complaint that everybody was saying, because it was either going to be Minneapolis or New Orleans for 34, and the big complaint was, who the fuck wants to go to Minneapolis at the beginning of April? Well, who the fuck wants to go to New York City at the beginning of April? Come on. Well, first uh, first of all, you want to go to New York City anytime over Minnesota. Uh, that's a matter of uh, opinion. And, and, you, you liked, and, you, and you would want to go, well, more people are going to want to go to, like, to I, and I love that they're keeping New Orleans in the mix. You know, great city. Uh, and they they do such an incredible job of hosting the event. So I I, I don't take too much issue with going on a rotation like that. Uh, no, I'm just sick of fucking New York. I'm just sick of fucking New York. We'll put it that way. That's for you, Big Ray. Uh, speaking of more New York bullshit, uh, Roman Reigns was on the uh, Sam Roberts show uh, promoting the greatest rumble. In history, this is going to be coming to us from uh, Saudi Arabia. 
and it's going to have like 50 freaking people in it. And evidently this is going to be a network special. Rick, number one, why is this going to be a network special? We already have the Royal Rumble and it happens every January. I don't need another one. Well, I, you know, I like with the hype that this is going to be on the network. And I think because the over-the-top announcement they've done with it, it's something people are really interested in. And they're going to be, they're going to feel slighted, you know, if this isn't something that's given to them. You know who's pissed off about this? Money MacGyver. Money MacGyver's pissed about this. You're going to do a live event from Saudi Arabia when the UK has been begging. I mean, literally, Money MacGyver's been on his hands and knees begging for a live show from over there. They, they get live. Sh- they, well, not, I guess live, but you know, they get a wall of SmackDown a couple times a year, right? Yeah, I they, guess. They, they hit the wall. And I, well, I know he's also, he's also very... Uh, pissed off about you know the the show that's that's going down down under to Australia, it, and as I said before though, this doesn't really seem like uh, WWE is trying to screw over the UK. It's it's a matter of you know what UK, you just didn't get the deal done. No, you know what I think it is. I think it's just like the US. When I look at the uh, financials, the most money that WWE is making not coming from the United States comes from the UK. They already got MacGyver's money. So now they're going to go to Saudi Arabia and try to take uh, somebody else's money. And then they're going to go to Australia and take somebody else's money. That's what's really interesting here to me. You know, it's, you know, outside of these two big events, they, you know, when they do travel internationally, and I understand it. That really is a special occasion for those fans, but they they go really overboard and really making sure that those are top notch events for those fans to attend. But you know, on the flip side of that, it seems weekly here domestically. I mean, if it, not even just live events, but television tapings, we are looking at embarrassingly, you know, empty arenas. You know, the ticket numbers are down. They're giving away. They can't give away those tickets fast. They can't paper the town enough to even, you know, present a decent audience on camera. You know, the thing you got. Oh, go ahead. I I was going to say, do you have any ideas? I mean, I've got a few ideas where I think, and I have really, you know, been harsh on them about this. Their live event experience is nothing to brag about. Uh, I have been offered, you know, just. You know, I had free tickets just a few weeks ago to go to Fastlane, and I said no. I opted. I said I'll have more. I'll have more of an enjoyable time watching at home than going through the hassle of actually attending that event. Yeah, because it's a pain in the ass. It is a legit pain in the ass going to a WWE live event. You got to find parking. A lot of times you got to find a place to stay. You got to deal with obnoxious lines where you, just to get a freaking hot dog and a beer. Then you got some other drunk guy sitting next to you spilling his hot dog and beer all over your lap. It's just a pain in the butt, man. Well, you know, that's, you know when those individuals said, hey, man, I got, I got great seats here. You got their free tickets. I said, you know what? You're, candy, you're handing me a bill for $150. Yeah. Right? Yeah, free tickets is a bill for 150 bucks. Right. Now, now let me ask you, you know, it's, you know, we've talked about this before, like if, you know, back in the territory days, like they would, you know, they would come up with a gimmick and they would take it to every city. 
Do, do you think of it? And I just, I just want to throw this out here, get your your opinion on it. You know, let's say like through December and January, each little city got a mini rumble, like a twenty man, and you could have different people win each time. You know, to me, that's better than just the the usual eight, you know, eight match card with the same match over and over weekend. I think it works as long as there's stakes. I think it works as long as there's stakes. But I mean, at the live event, just the thrill of a rumble, you know, getting the people the countdown, you know, going over the top. And these aren't meant to be, you know, over the top publicized. They're not going to be on the network. It's it's for you just in the middle of Iowa. It's, it's for me, you know, if I go to a Toledo show. It's just something it's it's fun in that in a night. What I would like to see him do is what they did with the brawler back in the day at the garden where he won a, a, a battle royal and then the next time they came through, he was supposed to face the champ. Reward people for not only coming to one show, but remembering what the hell happened and coming back to the next show. Well, and, and actually I agree with you one hundred percent there. I mean, I mean, how cool would it be? You know, you're there in Iowa. And you get you get young you got young girls that are huge wrestling fans. Your family's going to be excited, you know, if they had a little a little Royal Rumble and Seth Rollins goes over and they say, "Hey, tickets are on sale. We are returning in six months, and you're going to see Seth Rollins challenge for the Universal or yep. WWE Championship. whoever the WWE champion is." Yep, absolutely. And, and that's and hey, get your tickets on the way out. You can get them right now for a discount because we are guaranteeing you this match. Yep. And there there are going to be circumstances where, you know, maybe Rollins leaves the company here is injured, but those are understandable. But you got a selling point that evening. You know what's funny though? What's funny about this entire conversation is last week on Raw, right? They stooge off in the first ten minutes. Brock Lesnar is not going to be here. Right. And then they suspend Roman Reigns. So we know Roman Reigns is not going to be there. And then Ronda Rousey, of course, nowhere to be found. So what happens? It was the best retention of viewers that they have had in a year. The ratings didn't hardly move at all. It was fantastic. No Roman Reigns viewership retains. That's my new slogan. Hey, man, put it on a T-shirt. So the band's getting going. We got to kick it over to our boy, Paul Arzola, for this week in professional wrestling. He's going to talk about the Dudley Boys. Me and Rick will be right back to wrap this thing up and get out of here. This week in Pro Wrestling History with Paul Arzola. Yeah, we coming now. Hello wrestling enthusiasts and welcome to another installment of This Week in Professional Wrestling History. This week we will continue our Hall of Fame inductees segment for 2018. This week we will focus on the career of the Dudley Boys. 
They are the only tag team to hold the WWE, the WWF World Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, the ECW, WCW, NWA, TNA, and the IWGP Tag Team Championships. The Dudleys debuted in ECW in 1996. They won their first ECW Tag Team Championship from the Eliminators, John Kronos and Perry Saturn, at the Hostile City Showdown on March 15, 1997. On their second airing of ECW on TNN, the Dudleys won their record eighth ECW Tag Team Championship from Spike Dudley and Boss Mahoney. The Dudleys at the time were about to go to the WWF. Tommy Dreamer and Raven won the belts minutes later. In 1999, the Dudleys would join the WWF, and in 2000, they were a part of the first TLC match with Christian and Edge and the Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff. In 2001, the second TLC match occurred at WrestleMania 17. On September 21st, 2005, the Dudleys, now Team 3D, debuted in TNA, where they would be successful as a tag team and also singles runners. Bubba Ray, now going by Bully Ray, won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship twice. Devon became the TNA TV Champion twice. Together, they won the NWA and TNA World Tag Team Championships three times. In Japan, Team 3D would win the IWGP Tag Team Championships, defeating Makabe and Yano. The Dudleys returned to the WWE on August 24, 2015, on an episode of Raw by attacking the New Day and giving Xavier Woods a 3D through the table. On January 29, 2018, the WWE announced that the Dudleys would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018. And also, a little tidbit here, to date, the Dudleys have won 23 Tag Team Championships. And you can follow me on Facebook at Paul Arzola and on Twitter at Lone Wolf PMA. So that'll do things for this week. Rick and I will be back in your ear holes this Monday over at hackerhameen.podbean.com inside the locker room, bringing you all the news from across the professional wrestling world. Till then, be sure to visit our colleagues over at thegorillaposition.com as they tell the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. You can find the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at Hitting the Marks. Shoot us an email at hittingthemarks at gmail.com. As always, you can find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. Rick, how do the retrievers find you? Well, as always, you can find me across all social media at the real RBV. And I'd like to encourage everyone out there each and every week. And I can't believe if you haven't listened to me yet, please take my advice. Go head on over to Facebook. Do a search for the Hameen Media Discussion Group. And we have got so so much going on. Interactive threads, uh, our pick'em challenge, our live discussions. Man, it's the most fun you're going to have talking pro wrestling on the entire internet. Jump on over on Facebook, the Hameen Media Discussion Group. So that's going to do it for Rick and I and Paul this week. We'll be back next week. We'll talk to you later. We're off like a prom dress. See ya! Crunch your fingers. Label me. I don't give a f-
Violet! 